Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of NFL Study Hall. I'm your host, Cade Chumslin, and today we are wrapping up the rest of our preseason forecast, getting ready for the first week of NFL football. Preseason is finally over. We got one bye week, and then Kansas City, Detroit. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday night on NBC. It is going to be one wild ride. I cannot wait for this season, guys. I am. There are so many great teams at the top that I have no clue who is going to actually pull out. I, I really did struggle with picking a clear winner when it came to these playoff races. Guys, today we got to finish off the NFC East, the AFC East, and the full playoff picture, including my Super Bowl picks and winner for 2024 Super Bowl. That should be Super Bowl 59 or 8, I believe. Super Bowl 58? Ooh, someone help me with that one. I think it's Super Bowl 59. But it is going to be a fantastic time. I I got a little bit sidetracked earlier today because I found one of the most amazing things at Target. I, I was just doing some shopping. I got my own place. I got my own place with my um, one of my best friends as a roommate, James Bruce. Actually, he's been on the show. Um, we're off campus, but I'm going down the cereal aisle, and I notice that. I mean, obviously, you have like all of your special kinds of cereals, and they always are trying to do these new flavors and stuff. But I found two new cereals that came out had to have been in the last week or so that have absolutely blown my mind. I haven't tried them yet. I just bought them today, but. Somehow, these two companies wanted to do almost the exact same thing at the exact same time. So, Frosted Flakes, right? Pretty standard. They've come out with a bunch of different flavors. Frosted Flakes comes out with a strawberry milkshake Frosted Flake version. And then Special K does a strawberry cheesecake version with like the flakes. And then there's these little milky cheesecake flakes. So there's no like there's no solid material in any of them. It's just like it's just the flakes. One is strawberry milkshake, one is strawberry cheesecake. One comes from a sugar notorious frosted flakes, the other comes from a little bit more healthy special K. I have loved both of these cereals. I lean more towards special K in general cuz I I love how a little bit more healthy it tastes. But I like strawberry milkshake maybe a little bit more than strawberry cheesecake. I don't know. But my mind is absolutely blown away. I'm, I'm going right after this episode to try out my first bowl tonight. It's going to be an... I, I don't know what to say, guys. I am. This is the most intrigued I have been about a cereal in a really long time. I don't know how you guys feel. I posted the poll on my story on Instagram. Make sure to go check that out right now. But guys, that... That was quite an adventure. It was it was hard to focus on NFL Study Hall after that. But anyway, let's get into the business. We got the NFC rolling out in here. And before we get into the specific games, I, I noticed that there is a flaw in my in the way I do these picks. I, I start out with the divisions, and I wanted to make the picks as I was going about the month of August. And in some ways, I'm glad I did this because there were certain things that came up that I wanted to change. Oh, right before I made the picks. And other times I feel handcuffed because there will be one team at the end of my rankings that I just put a bunch of L's or a bunch of W's with and it's completely lopsided and I don't like how it's going to turn out. For example, first team on the NFC East is the Washington Commanders. When I had taken everything else into, like all the other players or teams, all the other teams, and I had already said that I mean, most of these teams were supposed to beat the, um, most teams were supposed to beat the Washington Commanders. They came out as 3 and 14. Now, when I think of the Washington Commanders, I think of this team as at least coming in at 5 and 12, uh, 6 and 11. I did not see this team. As a 3-14 and 14 team, I think that defense is too good. I think that offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy is going to be is going to be really good. Sam Howell is going to have his first full season. Uh, Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, we obviously know, is a star at the wide receiver position. Logan Thomas is an underrated tight end. Chase Young is obviously on that defense. Like This doesn't seem like a 3-14 and 14 team to me. 
However, when you look at their schedule, it might be. Week one versus Arizona, that's a W. At Denver versus Buffalo at Philadelphia, that, those are three atrocious games for the Commanders. Those are all losses. Versus Chicago, I think that's going to be a really, really solid game. I do think Chicago, I really liked how Justin Fields has looked with DJ Moore in this preseason game. I think that defense is going to be weak, but the Washington Commanders have a weaker defense of their own. That could be a W, but I think Chicago's got something going for them, as I said earlier this month. At Atlanta Week 6, that one I think they can take over. I think Chicago's a little bit better than Atlanta. At the New York Giants, that's a loss. Versus Philadelphia, that's a loss. And basically, the only game I have the Washington Commanders winning in their own division is Week 11 versus the New York Giants because they're at home. They do well versus the Giants. I don't think they beat them last year, but I think they'll pull off one this year. At New England, Week 9, no. At Seattle, Week 10, no. And then finishing off the stretch, it's it's a doozy of a ride for the Commanders. At Dallas versus Miami, bye. At the LA Rams, at the New York Jets versus San Francisco versus the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see them winning any of those games. 3-14 and 14 for the Commanders. I don't like to put it, but I don't see them pulling off any upsets anytime soon. The New York Giants. Now, the New York Giants, I had this team as abysmal last year. I did not believe in Danny Dimes. I did not think that defense was going to be good. Their offensive line was atrocious. They had no weapons. Saquon Barkley was not his former self at the time last year. They come out and they shock the world with how well they're doing. And Danny Dimes is playing great. Saquon Barkley looks like everything he was. He in his rookie, I can't say everything he was in his rookie season, but almost to his rookie season power. That defense comes out as nowhere. Kayvon Thibodeau, holy smokes, did he come out as a rookie and start pounding everyone. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is on that defense as well. Like There are some serious firepower players on that New York, jo- New York Joints, New York Giants defense that really uh, swept me away. And they swept away the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs and made it to the divisional round. It was It was a great run for them. However, can they do it twice in a row? That offense, I think, is a a little bit better. Not Not a whole lot of additions to it. That defense is exactly what it was last year, so they'll be good. But can Danny Dimes put two in a row down the tank? Now, he's got Darren Waller helping him, so that's going to help a ton on the weapon side. But Saquon Barkley kind of wants out, or at least he wants to get paid. They paid him enough for this year. But if a team comes around and really wants to put money into a running back, Saquon Barkley might be at the top of the list when it comes to the free agent ones this year. And I don't know how the Giants are going to be able to keep him now that they've paid Danny Dimes to the, to the long-term contract. I think that definitely should have been switched. I think I think Saquon Barkley was more instrumental to that team than Danny. Danny was able to do what he did because Saquon was back to his former self. When Danny had to put everything on his shoulders in 2021, he was a, he was trash, right? Saquon runs that team. That defense runs that team, not Daniel Jones. With all that being said, with the tension inside the team, I don't, I'm not gambling again, or I'm not going to gamble that that team can do what it formerly did. I'm putting the New York Giants at 7 and 10. Let's run down the games. Versus the Dallas Cowboys, no. At Arizona, yes. At San Francisco, no. Versus Seattle, yes. At Miami, at Buffalo. No. What's so tough about this NFC East is that they play the NFC West and the AFC East. Both ridiculous divisions for this team. I mean, obviously, they have to face themselves a bunch too. So let's go. Versus Washington, yes. That's three and four out of the first seven games. That's not bad. Versus the New York Jets, no. At the Las Vegas Raiders, that is a tough one to pull. I think if this game is at home, they have a better chance. Roster-wise, Vegas is good. Can they pull it off in the long run? I'm not sure. I also believe I put the Las Vegas Raiders at 7-10, and 10, so pretty even matchup. I'm going to give this one in favor of the Raiders. At the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to give that victory to the Giants. That team will go back and forth, and I think the Dallas Cowboys will crack. At Washington, um, I'm going to say that's a loss. Big victory at Dallas. Then travel to Washington. Washington, I believe, yeah, Washington will be having, will, 
be having come from two road games. I, I had to give one in favor of Washington. I did it right there. That one could easily go to the New York Giants. Versus New England Patriots, yes. A bye week 13. Versus Green Bay, no. At New Orleans, yes. That's also going to be a really tight one. At Philadelphia versus Los Angeles Rams. And at and versus Philadelphia, they'll go two and three in those last ones. Two losses to Philly. One win versus the LA Rams. Ceiling, 10 and seven. Floor, 6 and 11. And I'm saying right at 7 and 10 for the New York Giants. It could surprise me again, though. Last year, I said this team was a 3 and 14 team. Or did I say 2 and 15? It was bad. And I uh, I bit it hard for that one. And I don't think this pick at 7 and 10 is going to be that bad. I mean, obviously, it's pretty middle ground. We'll see if they can make the playoffs or not. I'm, I'm not confident, though. All right, here we go. Two best teams in the NFC East. We all knew they were coming. We got the Dallas Cowboys. Excuse me. We've got the Dallas Cowboys. And we've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Dallas. Whew. Zach Martin doesn't want to be there. Zeke Elliott's gone. Dak Prescott can't play in the playoffs. Drama over Trey Lance. How is that going to deal with the locker? That defense is good. I don't know what else Dallas can do. Brandon Cooks on the wide receiver core. That wide receiver core is insane. Lost Dalton Schultz, though. So tight end's going to hurt. Man, it's, it's it's a tough, tough season for the Dallas Cowboys. They got to face off against the Los Angeles Chargers, San Francisco 49ers, Eagles they got to play twice, Buffalo and Miami, the New York Jets they have to play this year. It's like It's a tough, tough year for the Dallas Cowboys. I think they'll win the ones they need to win. And lose the ones they're probably going to lose. So here we go. At the New York Giants, yes. Versus the New York Jets, no. At the Cardinals, yes. Versus New England, yes. That's 3-1, and one, solid start, but here comes the trouble. At the San Francisco 49ers, no. At the LA Chargers, no. Your bye week, you're going in at 3-3. Three and three. Versus the LA Rams, absolutely. At Philadelphia, no. Versus the New York Giants, another one, I'm saying no. At the Carolina Panthers, yes. Versus the Washington Commanders, yes. Versus Seattle Seahawks, yes. So we're at week 13 right now, and the team is 7-5. and five. Solid. Versus Philadelphia, no. I, I just think Philadelphia is overall a better team. I know that didn't happen last year, but I'm not, I'm not saying that Dallas is going to be able to pull that off again. And then we got at Buffalo and at Miami. Holy smokes. So there's three straight losses in my opinion. Now you're sitting at seven and eight. I think they can win their last two games versus Detroit and at Washington, but I'm putting the Dallas Cowboys at only nine and eight. Listen, Dallas Cowboys last year did exactly what I just said. They won the games they needed to win. They lost the games they needed to lose and they ended up, I don't know why I don't have this memorized. They ended up going 12 and five. Jeez, I, 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 again, another situation, kind of like Minnesota and some of these teams, the Dallas Cowboys were not a 12-5 and worthy team last year. They might go something like that again this year. It could be somewhere around the 11-6 and range. But this is a, my prediction is what I think this team will be. And this team will will be a 9-8 and eight team that once again loses it in the playoffs. On the other hand, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best. They're amazing, okay? They boosted up that defense in the draft. They didn't lose too many components. They've got the best offensive line in football. They have all the weapons. DeAndre Swift is now their running back, who I don't love, but there's so many other players in that backfield. I mean, heck, Jalen Hurts can be the running back for all I care. He's putting up the most rushing touchdowns in the league, not even close. I don't understand how the Philadelphia Eagles can't be another 14-3 and team this year. That's exactly where I have them. Let's start it off. At New England, yes. Versus Minnesota, yes. At Tampa Bay, yes. Versus Washington, yes. At the LA Rams, yes. 5-0 and to start the season, no problem. At the New York Giants. Wait a minute. Am I missing something here? I am missing something here. What is this game? Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, I've made a copy error. 
Week six for the New York Giants. Oh, I bet you this is the New York Jets. One, two. Yep. New York Jets, not the Giants. Well done, Cade. The New York Jets on week six. That I'm putting as a loss. I do think that the New York Jets by that time, especially at home, will be able to handle their business against the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe also they play at home the week before, which will definitely help them. Yeah. No? No, they were on the road on week five, but it was versus Denver. That'll be an easy game. I, I just, the Eagles have to lose somewhere, and I think the Jets will be one of them. Okay. Versus Miami, you're back at home. That'll be a good one. They should be able to win that. At Washington, yes. Versus Dallas, yes. Going into your bye week on week 10, eight and one. I think that's exactly what the Eagles can do. At Kansas City after the bye. Now, I know it's after the bye, but this is in Kansas City. I think Casey's going to be able to pull that one off. If it was in Philadelphia, I'd go Philadelphia. I think that is solely a home field advantage. I believe that is a big night game as well. We look at the schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't put the times on my notes for some dumb reason. Yeah, Monday night football in Kansas City. That place is going to be loud. And I think, what is that? November 20th, it's going to be cold, right? Okay, so that's not happening for the Eagles. Uh, versus Buffalo, come back home. Again, that's a W. Buffalo, I think, is going to be a little bit weaker this year. Philadelphia's at home. That's an easy W. Versus San Francisco. Oh, my goodness, man. This is so... These are so... Like, the Philadelphia Eagles have to play so many good teams that you never really know how they're going to fare. This one, I'm going to say it's a loss. So that, the rest are Ws. Dallas, Seattle, New York Giants, Arizona, New York Giants. The three losses I have from the Eagles are the New York Jets, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers. I think that is all reasonable and fair. I, I don't see a problem with any of that right there. 14-3 and three for the Philadelphia Eagles. 9-8 and eight for the Dallas Cowboys. 7-10 and 10 for the New York Giants. And 3-14 and 14 for the Washington Commanders. I mentioned earlier that I was handcuffed when I went division by division. And by the end of all of my divisions, I had to basically use what I had already said and just see what came out, right? Like half of majority of my picks were already made. And that really hurt me. It hit me in the Washington Commanders, like I said. It hurt me worse with the New England Patriots. When I initially put in what I had already said compared to what I had done or along with their predictions for the division, this team was 1-16. and 1-16. and if you would ask me beforehand what this team was, I'd say 6-11 and 11 or 7-10. and 1-16. And the reason is, is because the Patriots are a team that are so weak, yet so strong, that I basically, they weren't a shoe-in to lose. But if there was a team that I was looking like, hey, I think this team's a little low, where could they pick up a win? I would just throw in New England. When you do that for all the other teams on their schedule... You get a 1-16 in New England Patriots. Now, I looked over the schedule again. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do some adjusting here. Who can I give wins to the Patriots to? That way, they can be better than 1-16. in Guys, I only found one game that I think they can win that would put them at 2-15. and And that's the Indianapolis Colts on Week 10. So now, let the spiral begin. Indianapolis Colts now go to 3-14 and on the year with that loss to the New England Patriots. However... And furthermore, I guess, looking at the Indianapolis Colts schedule and looking at the Arizona Cardinals schedule, some news broke out today and these last few days that I made some more adjustments. So it started with New England. I looked at the, some of the other schedules and it kind of spiraled out of control with me for some of these teams. Arizona Cardinals, I'm putting them at 0-17. I don't care. That, that what was it? The three string guys, the three quarterbacks in Arizona right now, if Kyler Murray does not play, or Kyron Miller will not play the first four games if he doesn't play all at all this season. I think all three of those quarterbacks are 1-18 with 22 combined touchdowns as a starter in the NFL. That's abysmal. That's terrible. 0-17 for the Cardinals. I don't care if they win a game. Now, those two games that I had them winning that made them a 2-15 team were the Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Rams. When you do though when you add those wins back to those two teams, that puts the Atlanta Falcons at six and eleven, which I'm fine with, and the Los Angeles Rams also at six and eleven, which I'm also cool with. I think those are great. Going to the Indianapolis Colts, I took a loss for them for the New England Patriots. I also realized 
that they're going to play the Los Angeles Rams on week four and Jonathan Taylor's not going to be ready. So I'm taking that as an L, making them go 0-4 to start the season. I'm putting another win in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. That would make them 7-10. and Listen, this team won a Super Bowl two years ago, got a whole bunch of injuries last year, fell off a cliff. This year, everyone's back and healthy. Cooper Cup is there. Aaron Donald is there. Matthew Stafford is back. That team will have a losing record, but they shouldn't. They should at least be able to play some solid games. I think seven and ten is perfectly fine for them. So adjusting, making things a little bit better. I don't love Indianapolis at two and fifteen, but then when you compare it to the New England Patriots, you're like, yeah, those are two pretty even squads in my opinion. I don't think either of them will go two and fifteen, but I dare. Like, look at this Patriots schedule. According to all the analytics that I've seen, because when you can when you put in a team's record from last year into a team schedule this year, the Philadelphia Eagles technically have the hardest schedule, but in reality, they're a really good team, so they're just going to have to play a really a lot of really good games. The New England Patriots are not a really good team, and they still have a ridiculous schedule. This schedule includes six games, two against Buffalo, two against Miami, two against the New York Jets. That's an automatic six losses right there. Ain't They ain't beaten any of those three teams multiple times, okay? There's 0-6 right there. The other two divisions the the AFC East will play will are, as mentioned, the NFC East. That includes the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. I think they'll beat the Commanders on Week 9, but the other three teams, I don't see New England beating. And then the AFC freaking West. The Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos, and... Why am I forgetting the last one? Help me. Help me. Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. All of those teams can beat the Patriots. Especially those that are on the road and those that are at home. You take all of those games combined, plus their three extra games, which are against New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis. They'll beat Indianapolis. They'll lose to the other two. That is 2-15, guys. That is 2-15. And, and the homes and the homes and aways don't work out. Starting off, versus at home, Philadelphia. What more sadness of a way could you start off a season? Staying at home for Miami. Nope. Travel to the Jets. Nope. Travel to Dallas the week after. Absolutely not. Come home to play the New Orleans Saints. Think the Saints have a better roster. At Las Vegas Raiders. That might be a victory if they're at home. Not when they had to, not when a team from New England has to head all the way to Las Vegas. That's a loss. Versus Buffalo. No. At Miami on week eight. Heck no. Not with that heat. Versus the Washington Commanders. I think they can get that victory. Versus the Indianapolis Colts. Back to back. I think that that's two solid victories. You go into the bye week two and eight. At the New York Giants, no, versus, and like these AFC West teams, man, you could have a, maybe a shot against Denver or Las Vegas, but those both those games are on the road. The two games you have at home are the Chargers and the Chiefs. That's on week 13, week 15, in the middle is an at game going all the way to the east side against Pittsburgh. At Denver, week 16, at Buffalo, week 17, versus New York Jets, week 18, I don't love a 2-15 and 15 number title for the New England Patriots, but I look at the schedule and I can't give this team another win. I can't. Maybe Las Vegas, maybe New Orleans, maybe Pittsburgh. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the only victories I would consider. This ceiling for the New England Patriots in a miracle is 7-10. and 10. My personal ceiling is 5-12. and 12. Reality is 3-14 and 14 or 2-15. and 15. I can't believe that just happened, but this has to be one of the toughest schedules I've ever seen in the NFL, ever. Unbelievable how tough this schedule is. Anyway, moving on to something a little bit later. Now we get into three solid teams, and I'll be dead honest, guys. The reason I kept the AFC East to the very end was because it was the division I had the least amount of knowledge, not the least amount of knowledge. I might be one of the most amount of knowledge that I have about it. I had the least amount of clue who was going to win this division. Had no idea. Buffalo, Miami, the New York Jets. All three amazing teams. And now I will say this before I get into this. I am considering these teams when they are fully healthy. 
Miami Dolphins were like 8-0 and when Tua was starting, and then he went down for good, and they fell off, barely beat, barely lost to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo in January with a third-string quarterback. Tua on the mound, this is a really, really good team. Buffalo, Von Miller's going to be out for the first four games because he's still hurt with an injury, but I think that'll be okay. They're, they start their schedule fairly easily. Um, Buffalo. Josh Allen. James Cook could be that is, I think, that number one running back now. Stephon Diggs. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. They got a dual threat tight end system now. It's amazing. That defense, we already said. We got Von Miller at the helm. We've got who else is on there? Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, um, Tredavious White, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, Dan Jackson. That's got to be a solid secondary for them. I mean, it's just like the New York Jets. I mean, I've also, I've, I've mentioned so many players on this team. Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb is here. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall. That defense has Sauce Gardner, Quentin Williams, or Quentin Williams. Like, oh my goodness, this team. But all these teams, who do you pick? Well, let's take a look at the schedules. First off, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Here we go. Again, Vaughn Miller, not there the first four games. Granted, this team didn't really seem... They're obviously going to do good with him, but they didn't have him most of last year, and they still were like good to decent, so I don't think it'll affect them too much. At the New York Jets, Monday Night Football. What a way to kick her off. At the New York Jets on primetime, Buffalo, New York. Let's go. I do have the Jets at home winning that first game. Had it been in Buffalo, I'm going to say Buffalo. It's in New York. I got to give Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. And then we get to some easy stuff. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a W. At the Washington Commanders, that's a W. Versus the Miami Dolphins. If this is in Miami, this is a no-sweat Miami pick. But this is in Buffalo. This, these teams have always simply gone one and one against each other. Not, re- not recently, I guess. But last year they did. I think they'll do it again this year. These teams are pretty even. Uh, again, just like it was last year, in Miami, Miami will win in Buffalo. Buffalo will win. The first one's in Buffalo. I'm giving it to Buffalo. Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You just stayed home versus the Miami Dolphins. You bring in the Jacksonville Jaguars. It'll be a great close game, but I'm giving it to Buffalo. Uh, just playing that game at home. Versus the New York Giants, that's another W. At New England, that's a W. Versus Tampa, that's a W. Right now, you're sitting at 7-1, and one, starting the year off great. Then you've got at the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a team. That is a game they very, very, very much could lose. I had to give Cincinnati some losses when I did their rankings. I gave it to Buffalo. I'm giving this one to Buffalo. Versus the Denver Broncos, that's another W. They're through 10 weeks at 9-1, and one, and I believe that would put them at either the best or tied with Philadelphia or San Francisco with the best team in football at the moment. Then we run into trouble. Versus the New York Jets, this one, uh, I'm giving it to Rodgers again. I just think the Jets are better than the Buffalo Bills. Also, Buffalo has struggled against the Jets. I think that's my bigger reason. Like Last year, they struggled to beat them with Mike White. It, Aaron Rodgers, this is just the Jets know how to play Buffalo, and I think that's going to happen twice this year. Then you have to travel to Philadelphia. That'll be a pain. So that's a loss. Now you're going into your bye week at 9-3. and three. Still solid. Come out of your bye and travel to Kansas City. What? I, there's no way they can win that game. That's another loss. Versus Dallas, that's a W right there. I, if you watch my YouTube channel, you know that is my, that is my prediction for the most watched game uh, from an NFL, uh, from a network perspective, and outside of the Thanksgiving games, of course. But that'll be a doozy of a game. And I think Buffalo at home can take care of the Cowboys. You travel to the LA Chargers. By this point, we will start seeing the frailty of the Buffalo Bills, just like we did last year. And I think they're going to lose to Los Angeles Chargers versus the New England Patriots. That's a W. Finishing off the season at Miami. Like I said, those teams will split at Miami. Miami will win. And Buff at Buffalo, Buffalo will win. So you finish off the year with another loss. That's five losses in the last seven games against really good opponents. It's not like I think they're going to choke or anything. I think they're just going to play good teams. That puts the Buffalo Bills at 11-6. and six, And honestly, that's kind of where I had this team. Maybe 12-5. and five, But 11-6 and six is a really good team. This 
a really good spot for these guys. They kind of fell off a little bit last year, but they're still a threat to be reckoned with. I still think they're going to be a really good team. Like I said, they'll have a nine-game win streak in there. It's just the ending of their season. Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. I mean, it's going to be a gauntlet of an ending of a season to them. I think they got to... If they get to Week 10, which is versus Denver, they'll win that game. If they get there at anywhere like seven and three, there is a potential they miss the playoffs. You, you you have to get in there at either undefeated or nine and one to be able to survive the rest of that season. Going into the Miami Dolphins now, like I said, I am considering these teams as if they're fully healthy. And this team last year went eight and zero oh with Tua as a starter after his um, after his brain in, or after yeah they were eight, he was eight and zero oh as a starter. Yeah, 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 I'm trying to put an asterisk next to that stat, and that's simply untrue. They were 8-0 as a starter before he went down, and then 8-1. Why do I feel like it's not 8-1? 8-0. Please, someone double-check me on that. Did the Dolphins go 8-0 or 8-1? Either way, they were considered one of the best teams in the NFL last year when Tua was healthy. They now have Jalen Ramsey on this team. Everyone is healthy. Healthy. Hopefully, Taron Armstead can stay healthy and actually be able to protect He's daggone quarterback. If the stars align, I think the Dolphins will be right back in that position of one of the best teams in football. I have them going 14-3. and three. Chargers week one, yes. Patriots, yes. Denver, yes. At Buffalo, already explained that. That's a loss. Giants, yes. Panthers, yes. Eagles, at Philadelphia, no. Patriots, yes. Week 9 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That game is going to be, I believe, the end of October. Nope, November 5th, 9 a.m. I think it's in London or Germany. Where are we at? Where are we at? It's in Germany, no less. The veteranship favors the Kansas City Chiefs. However... If Miami is fully healthy, I think they have a better roster than the Kansas City Chiefs in a regular season game. The speed of Tyreek Hill is going to be the, the key to that game. They're going to have to just beat him with all speed um, because everyone's going to be super tired. And I, I just think I think Miami can do it. I think this is the year that Miami gets over the hedge and beats down the Kansas City Chiefs. Going into your bye at 7-2 and two on Week 10. Solid. Las Vegas Raiders, yes, at the New York Jets. That one I'm putting as a no for the for the Dolphins. That is at the New York Jets. So, again, I think they split. Same thing with Buffalo. I think the Jets beat Buffalo twice, but I think Buffalo and the New York Jets split one way with the Miami Dolphins. So, at New York, no. At Washington, yes. Versus Tennessee, yes. Versus the Jets, like I just said, yes. Versus Dallas, yes. At Baltimore. Last year, this was a yes. I am banking on injuries coming from the Ravens' way. It just happens to be who they are. I think the Dolphins can pull it off again. Versus Buffalo Week 18, already foreshadowed. They'll split the games. They'll win the last one. So I have them going 7-2 and two into break, 1-1 one one the two weeks after, and then winning their last six games in a row that puts them at 14-3. and three. Their, their potential to go low... Is that like a 10-7, and seven, just like it was last year? But this potential to go high? There's not a whole lot of teams in this NFL that can stop the Miami Dolphins. The front office has been absolutely spectacular. Vic Fangio is coming in as defensive coordinator with a Jalen Ramsey, with a Bradley Chubb, with a Jalen Phillips. I mean, that, that defense is getting spicy. Uh, Christian Wilkins, who am I, why am I, how am I forgetting him? That offensive line with Taron Armstead should be a little bit healthier. They've got every weapon known imaginable. And mark my words for this. Devon A-Chain, who's currently a third-string running back, might be second-string now, should be the starter for the Miami Dolphins right now. I'm not saying, don't let him sit behind Raheem Mostert. Don't let him sit behind Jeff Wilson Jr. You just got rid of Miles Gaskin for a reason. Devon A-Chain, I believe was a second-rounder at the University of Texas A&M. Man's got speed. I think he's got the third-fastest 40 time on the team. Fourth-fastest, something like that, behind Waddle. Should be behind Hill, Waddle, and Mostert. Something like that. Okay? The kid's good. 
The kid is really freaking good. I watched him in preseason a few weeks ago, and I was blown away by how quick he came off the line. He gets that ball, and he hits that hole faster than anyone. Devon A-Chain, can he start the full season? I saw an Instagram post the other day about like wild takes for awards this year. And one of the takes was that Devon A-Chain could win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And one of the comments in that post was, this is the worst Instagram post I've ever seen in my life. And whoever you are out there, you're dead wrong. Because if Devon A-Chain can start every game for the Dolphins and do what I think he can do with that offensive line healthy, oh yeah, there is very much a chance. We don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to do. We don't know what Bryce Young is going to do. We don't know what CJ Stroud can do. I know what Devon A-Chain has the potential of. It's, whoo, baby. I am loving what I'm seeing from that backfield of the Miami Dolphins. Hasn't been like that for a long time. And I honestly did want the, I did want them to trade with Dalvin Cook. But Devon A-Chain, man, you got him as your third string. He needs to come up. And I don't think you guys are on the running back market anymore. I think you got your guy. Last team, I know I'm running a little bit long and we still have playoffs in to get to, but I got the New York Jets. This is a tough start to the season. It'll definitely easy out later on, but it's a tough start. Versus Buffalo, at Dallas, versus New England, versus Kansas City, at Denver, versus Philadelphia. Oh, is that another mistake, Cade? 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 Help help a brother out. Oh, I said Philadelphia was going to lose to the to the New York Jets in New York. I do have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Jets early on in the season. That is correct. Yes. Okay, so Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, Philadelphia. I have them going 5-1. and one. It's going to be really tough versus Buffalo starting out of the gate. Then at Dallas starting out of the gate. For week four is Kansas City. I think that'll be a loss. Then at Denver, it's just tough with the away games. And then versus Philadelphia, I think they can win that one. Their bye is early. Their bye is week seven, but they're going to need it because they're going to be coming off of six straight, excruciating weeks. Six, five and one for the Jets right now. At the New York Jets, yes. Versus the Los Angeles Chargers, yes. At the Las Vegas Raiders, I said this when I did my Raiders picks. I still don't know why I have the Raiders winning that game. But if there's a weird knockoff game for Aaron Rodgers to lose, I'm saying it's the Las Vegas Raiders week 10. I'm going to stick to that. I didn't like it when I made it, but I'm going to stick to that right now. Mark my words. Week 10, Las Vegas Raiders versus the New York Jets. I don't care if the Jets are undefeated and the Raiders haven't won a game right then, right now. August 29th, declare it. Raiders are beating the Jets week 10, 2023. That is my probably my boldest prediction of the year. And I'm, I'm holding to it. Going back to the regular season for the Jets, though. At Buffalo versus Miami. I said they were going to sweep Buffalo, split it with Miami. This game is, that first game with Miami is at home. So they'll take both of those Ws. Two of the easiest games of their lives versus Atlanta versus Houston. Blowouts. At Miami, there's your loss. Versus the Washington, Command, Washington Commanders, that's a W. At Cleveland, at New England, W, W. 14-3. and three. For the New York Jets. And I genuinely didn't think I was going to do that. I really thought I was going to go somewhere in between 12-5 and five and 13-4. and four. Looking at this roster. Granted, they could lose to the Philadelphia Eagles and one game to the Buffalo Bills. That would put them at 12-5. and five. Still a really good team. And I don't think it would affect, affect my playoff predictions. But that being said, 14-3 for the New York Jets. 14-3 for the Miami Dolphins. The determining factor in that is games won or loss within the division. The three losses for the Dolphins are between the Bills, Eagles, and Jets. That is two losses to their own division. For the Jets, though, it's Kansas City, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Miami Dolphins. That one victory over the Dallas, over the Buffalo Bills for the Jets is going to get them the edge over the Miami Dolphins. So division winner is technically the New York Jets. Again, I didn't really think this was going to come to that. I thought it was just going to favor Buffalo all the way. But guys, I'm getting serious Tom Brady, Tampa Bay vibes, even though they didn't win their division that year. They were definitely a super strong team. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take his winning culture to the New York Jets, and we've got ourselves an amazing battle in the AFC East.
All right, guys, you know what time it is. It is time for the playoff pictures. It, it's kind of wild. I ain't going to lie. It's definitely mixed up from last year. I'm really, really unsure. I'm not as unsure about who's where, but when it comes to actual matchups in the playoffs, man, this is going to be really tight. This is going to be really, really tight. Let's go to the AFC first. Actually, no, we're going to the NFC. The AFC is way more difficult. The NFC is very clear cut. Okay. Taking on just straight up rankings, one through seven. San Francisco 49ers, I have going 15 and two, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles going 14 and three. My edges to the 49ers, I think they're two very even teams. I just think the the schedule favors the San Francisco 49ers a bit. And so I'm going with them to take the number one seed in the NFC. But Eagles two. I got the Detroit Lions going 11 and six, winning the NFC North at the three. And I've got the Carolina Panthers going nine and eight, winning the division in the South. For my wild cards, I got Minnesota going 10 and seven. I still think that's a solid team. I got the Dallas Cowboys going nine and eight. And I got the Seattle Seahawks at eight and nine. I got a losing record wild card team. The AFC is just so stacked, man. The AFC is just so stacked. An eight and nine Seattle Seahawks making it at the seven point, beating out the New England, the New Orleans Saints, who are also at eight and nine, going over the conference victories and stuff like that. Um, that last, I think my seven are very clear cut. I think Carolina may be able to lose it to the New England, the New Orleans Saints, uh, or the Seattle Seahawks could lose it to the New Orleans Saints. Green Bay is a dark horse with Jordan Love, who just had like the preseason of his life could come in and translate that to the regular season and have an unbelievable performance and potentially battle for that division in a good wildcard spot. So he could be in there as well. But I'm going with the seven that I originally started with when I started this thing in August, right? San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina, Minnesota, Dallas, Seattle. Those matchups in the wildcard would be Philadelphia, Seattle, Detroit, Dallas, Carolina, Minnesota. Going over those winners, I got Philadelphia beating Seattle. I got Detroit being Dallas. Come on, give me the underdog again in Detroit. I love it. Carolina Panthers versus Minnesota Vikings. It's really close. I'm just going to trust the veteranship of Kirk Cousins over Bryce Young. Divisional round, San Francisco, Minnesota. That's an easy San Francisco. Philadelphia, Detroit. Sorry, Detroit, the run ends here. So my NFC championship, once again, is San Francisco versus Philadelphia. Now, unlike last year, this game is going to be in San Francisco. But does that matter when you don't have your starting quarterback? Brock Purdy has got to stay healthy. Sam Darnold, your backup, has to stay healthy. Okay, everyone's got to stay healthy here. If they stay healthy, I don't think it'll matter. I cannot vote against this Philadelphia Eagles team to go right back where they were last year. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. There shouldn't be a whole lot of problems in their way come playoff time. I think your only threat is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they should have home field advantage most of the way there. Should, they should be healthy when they get there, unless a tragedy comes. But if they go into their playoff race like they did last year and with the additions they've made, there's nothing stopping this team. I don't even believe Nick Bosa and that defense can. I think it will be a very low-scoring game because I think the Eagles have a phenomenal defense as well. But we haven't seen too much of Christian McCaffrey come playoff time. Um, he had to play quarterback last year. So I just, it's crazy to believe. And I have been a victim of doing this in the past where I have picked the exact same of the Super Bowl from the previous year. I did it with Kansas City, Tampa Bay two years ago. Uh, I've just, I've been trapped by this before. I'm very scared it's going to happen again. But when I look at that NFC, there is nothing in my mind that can tell me that someone's going to definitely beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And I've got us going to Philly uh, for the Super Bowl for the NFC. On the AFC, we got more to talk about. Now, we have a three-way tie for the number one spot. Because I have the Cincinnati Bengals going 14-3. and three. I have the Kansas City Chiefs going 14-3. and three. And I have the New York Jets going 14-3. and three. Now, granted... They will almost likely not be at 14 and 3, but that's where I've got them at because I don't feel like taking any more losses from any of these teams. The deciding factor in who gets to what, even though I have the Chiefs beating the Jets and the Bengals beating the Chiefs, unless one team sweeps both, you have to go 
by conference matchups. And if we're going solely by conference matchups, the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, will lose all of their games to NFC teams, which means they will take the number one spot. I have Kansas City in the two spot, and I have the New York Jets in the three spot. All interchangeable. It'll be a big difference who goes where, but that's how I have it right now, and that is how the tie would technically work. Those are all division winners. So the AFC South, which is the last division left, is going to be easily won by the Jacksonville Jaguars at 12 and 5. There's your one, two, three, four. Wild cards. I said the Miami Dolphins will go 14 and 3. However, they won't do in their division. They are a guaranteed number five spot in my mind. Number six, I have the Baltimore Ravens. If Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, if he can find a good connection with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr., which I believe he can. Roquan Smith is on that defense. Marcus Pierce. Marcus Peters had an absolute atrocious game or atrocious season last year. I don't think that's who he is. I think he'll do better. Um, But we forget that this Baltimore team did make it to the playoffs last year with Tyler Huntley and like went three and three the end of the year. Like they're a good team. Lamar Jackson just has to stay healthy. And my seven team is the Buffalo Bills at 11 and six. Now notice that my seven team is 11 and six. That just doesn't happen, guys. It probably won't happen, but the AFC is so stacked. Granted, you will not notice a 10 and 7 Los Angeles Chargers, a 10 and 7 Denver Broncos, or a 10 and 7 Tennessee Titans in this list. Buffalo is going to squeeze in at the seventh spot with 11 and 6 because everyone else is just too stacked. Matchups would look like Kansas City, Buffalo, New York Jets, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami taking Kansas City over Buffalo in KC, no problem. Jets, Baltimore in New York, Jets, no problem. Jacksonville, Miami, as much as I love the Cinderella story of the Jets, I have made it very clear that this Miami Dolphins defense is very hard to beat, and they were going to be staying in Florida, which honestly, like, historic matchup. I don't remember the last time we had a Jacksonville-Miami playoff game, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I do think that's how it's going to turn out. No matter if my corrections are, no matter if my teams are correct, I do think Jacksonville will take the four and I think Miami will take the five, which means it's Jacksonville, Miami. And I think that Miami team is just too good. Number one, uh, divisional round Cincinnati versus Miami and Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. In my mind, these are the very, very clear four top teams in the AFC. And I rattled my brain for so long over this divisional round. It was the toughest things I've had to choose. All one of the toughest things I've had to choose all day for the Kansas City Chiefs, New York Jets. This game is in KC, so it's a little bit easier to decide. Aaron Rodgers is known for choking the playoffs. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes just know how to clutch time and time again. I'm going to have to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Cincinnati, Miami. Again, the Dolphins have to stay 100% healthy. If they're not, this is Cincinnati all day. But Joe Burrow is a little bit hurt. He could get injured by the end of the year. That run game is not good from Cincinnati right now as it is. Miami's not great, but I think Miami's going to be a little bit better on the run game. I think the Dolphins just have more weapons. Better secondary for sure. Uh, Their offensive lines are about even. This has been a year for the South Florida sports teams. And why should it stop now? Give me the Miami Dolphins to beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional round of the 2024 playoffs to go to the AFC Championship and take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's let's ride this thing all the way, Miami. 305, let's go. In that championship, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs and Miami Dolphins. Now listen, I said that Miami was going to win this game first, but that game was in Germany. That game is going to be in KC. And if this game's in KC on an on an end, and or AFC championship, it's going to be the toughest thing the Dolphins have faced all year. One thing I've learned when I do predictions in the playoffs is you never doubt Patrick Mahomes. You never do it. Since I've been doing this podcast, he has missed the Super Bowl one time. For the last three years, Casey has missed the Super Bowl one time. And they made it to the NFC championship the time before, when they didn't, and they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. How do I not take the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl come playoff time? I don't think they'll get the one seed. But how do I not take the Chiefs at home all the way in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl again? 
I can't do it. I'm sorry, Miami. I really am. But this is just history. History has spoken for this game. I'm taking Kansas City Chiefs. Which means, and like I pouted before, I don't like picking recap Super Bowls. Especially back-to-back. I just don't like doing it. But I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles for the 2024 Super Bowl 58, 59, 58, no, 58, 96 was the first one, 58, Fifth, Super Bowl 58, 2024, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, number two seeds, each of them, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think KC will do it to them back to back, I really like this Philadelphia Eagles team, they're just who they were last year, they've got everybody, couple last runs for some people, give me the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm I, I'm not letting history repeat itself 100%. I'm taking the different winner. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. World champions in 2024. Winning Super Bowl. They, they have it, guys. I'm not. I'm picking the same Super Bowl, different team this year. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Philly, fly. Fly, fly Eagles, fly. Let's go. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have rounded out our season forecast through the playoffs let it be written in stone. This is how I'm seeing it go down. Philadelphia Eagles, world champions, come four months, four, five, six months from now. It's going to be a glorious time, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, I've got my week one picks. I'm hoping to have a few guests with me, too. That'd be a lot of fun. If you want to be on this show, make sure to reach out to me on social media. I'm at underscore or at NFL underscore study hall. It's been an amazing time riding with y'all this offseason. Next week, week one, we're ready to roll, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out.